This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 328, for the week of Wednesday, the 15th of August, 2018. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we break down the Hasbro Marvel Legends Build-A-Figure Lizard Wave. Welcome, 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 Womenjika, and welcome to another episode of Action Figure Blues. So, Ben, Scott, how are we today? Most excellent. Uh, I'm mainly excellent. <laughs> oh, why am yeah, I mainly? Um, well, no, he said most, and so I was just trying to be comparative. Like, I was like, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm rather happy to be uh, alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yes, I did. I had, I'm traveling for work at the moment. I am in another city and I had an Uber experience today uh, that, you know, when you, by the end, you're not a hundred percent sure that you're actually getting dropped off at the right place, but you just want to get out anyway. So you just get out. Um, yeah, it all started with the dude taking off before I was actually fully in the car. So yeah, uh, but it all got better from there, um, and it was a very exciting day in our family because our lovely um, dog Harry McClary um, went to work with my with Mrs. Scotty today. Because Aww. yeah, I know, and um, <laughs> because she wanted to uh, talk about his story in a thing that she had to do with some students today, and yeah. she. She, she, yeah, and so she decided to take him, and it all went very well. So I was very glad. Hey, hooray! Hey, <laughs> hooray, dogs! Woo-hoo. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> He's one of those dogs that would like super like we at my work. We have a a, a dog friendly you know, policy, and he would you know come happily just sit under my desk and not bother anyone and be delightful. Um, but our other dog wouldn't and would not we, you couldn't possibly <laughs> kind of separate them all day um and so it's not really a go so it was nice that he got yeah. to go today to school Very yeah, yeah. I don't know. my dog would have to insist on saying hello to every single person yes yeah well harry when we got him because he was a, a rescue and we got him he was really quite frightened of everyone and just out of fear would growl at people that he didn't know etc and um, and but you know the power of love. Um, somewhere <laughs> along the way, he now he just every new person he sees is just like a a long lost friend he hasn't made yet, and um, <laughs> it's really it's really quite glorious. And so at one point, um, uh, Mrs. Scotty had to go jump out to a meeting, and she left him in the um, in his little like snuggy thing in her PA's office and when she came back he was sitting in the PA's lap. So <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. 
Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> so, Eddie, have you taken any animals to work? No, although we'll probably be talking about some of my work animals uh, in our discussion topic tonight. That's a bit of a tease. Um, yeah, no, uh, no animals taken through at work. I, I've just been trying to rest the leg and recover, so I had sort of the big final step this week and got back to gym, which was very nice, and then... Uh, on my way home from gym, I found uh, Avengers uh, Blu-ray got released early, so I picked that up, and nothing uh, will make you feel like hitting the gym more than seeing Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth's body <laughs> and th- after you've just spent a month on the couch not moving and think like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe I should be more. Is that how a man's supposed to look? Is that is that an adult? <laughs> okay. I uh, guess Single-handedly, I'll, I'll yeah. The, single-handedly yeah. kept the company that makes chocolate milk afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of iced um. coffee. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Animal work? Uh, no, no, no. No interesting animal stories to tell. Oh, well, my um, uh, uh, you didn't watch The Sopranos, did you, um, Scotty? You know, uh, yeah. in, uh, Not really, no. No, no, okay. Vague understand. Yeah, uh, Eddie remembers um, uh, Tony Soprano in the first season where he, uh, he he's outside feeding his ducks in yep. the pool. Pilot episode. And, yes, and uh, he you know, with everything that goes on in his day, he just finds it really therapeutic to just feed these ducks, which he'd normally have no real interest in. And uh, for anyone who uh, is fairly new to the podcast, I have three children uh seven seven and nine and all girls that come with all the the usual trappings like fighting over the one hairbrush despite the fact that i know you know that there is 2.66 recurring hairbrushes mm-hmm. per child in the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh and uh, uh probably the last month i've actually been regularly uh, feeding a, a magpie who uh comes down into the front yard to the point where uh, she actually lands on my mailbox and I can walk up and actually hand her the bread and she takes it out of my hand. And the other morning the kids were getting ready for um, for school and there was the usual uh, dramas associated with that. And I thought, you know, instead of getting involved, I'm just going to take that bread crust and I'm just going to go outside and have a moment. And there I was just kind of like standing out in the front yard <laughs> feeding this magpie that we uh, that we call Mabel. And it was a, a, quite a zen moment as she was taking the bread out of my hand. So it's got no fear. But um, the dog does not take kindly to it at all. So she snubs me when I go back inside as if I've been cheating on her. So, yeah, you know, you got the good with the bad. What are you going to do, Kamala? I fed the ducks. I can't do a Tony Soprano. (laughs) It's like my biggest lament in life is I can't do a James Gandolfini. (laughs) Rest in peace. Uh, Christopher Columbus is a hero in this house. Come out. I can't do it. I can't. I want to do it. I've got it in my head. Please stop trying. Please. Otherwise, it's all good. I I had no acquisitions or uh, actually even any toy news that has has caught my interest. What about you guys? Any acquisitions? or news that you've seen around? I have. I, uh, oh, you go ahead, Debbie. Right. Um, just weirdly 
time-wise, I got the last of the Marvel Legends Fantastic Four. So I got Thing and Silver Surfer right at the same time that Fantastic Four finally returned to comics. Huzzah! Uh, sure that came out this week. So I, I thought that was a bit weird, but good timing. Very nice. I have a, a yay and a boo in the acquisitions department. The yay is that I... Um, shortly before recording, just popped into an establishment here in Brisbane and um, they had just put out the uh, a new set of the Monster Venom Wave and I got the remaining two figures I was looking for, Spider-Ham and Carnage, who have been a little bit pesky and hard to find. <laughs> um, so I can now make the complete Monster Venom I never wanted. Um, Hooray! But yeah, but, but which I actually think will be a really cool build figure, but still it's like... How, how how much venom? How much venom can one person? Anyway, and <laughs> but then my boo is I mentioned last week that I had gotten the uh, Jessica Cruz Green Lantern bombshell, and on the weekend I finally got a chance to open her and see my broken. <gasps> how rude! Broken, broken. That's not good. Uh, no, and uh, pop culture. If you'd like to respond to my, you know about that. I would really appreciate it because <laughs> mm. I know you're listening. Um, yeah, so that was a bummer. That's kind of really like I've had stuff arrive before with a, some sort of separation at a join that I've been able to repair or yeah. whatever. But this was like a smashed hand and stuff. So Ooh. no badness. Yeah, sad. So there you go, and um. It was really funny because, you know, my beloved who, you know, tries basically just lives in denial about these things and doesn't have any great, you know, love for them, but is very understanding, was like, oh, no, what can we do? I'll help you. Is there a super glue? I can do these. <laughs> She's just like this innately nice person that, you know, who is, um, you know, out of love and concern for me trying to, you know, help fix something that she basically detests. You know, and so, like, <laughs> and it's like, you are so kind. Because I know if you had your way, you'd probably just smash all of these. <laughs> no, she's very good. So, yeah, that was a bit of a dime, but oh well. I'm sure it will get sorted out. If uh, we don't have anything else to add to our discussion, how about we jump into a discussion topic instead? If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, when it comes to the world of action figures, there are very few that can hold a candle to the world of Spider-Man. I think the only one that would probably outdo it 
would be Batman. And even then, it might be fairly close. But uh, when it comes to a world of characters that we get in plastic form, we get a lot of Spider-Man. And uh, that's what our discussion topic is going to be like tonight. Is going to be very Spider-Man heavy as we dive into a fairly recent Marvel Legends wave of figures from the Web Slingers world. Uh, this is more commonly known as the Lizard Builder figure wave. So first impression, guys, here. Were you excited when this wave got announced? Are you happy with the lineup? It is an all-comic book lineup. There's no sort of MCU characters popping in here. I am I'm not bitter and twisted. Oh come on! You so uh, that's that's <laughs> I, I was I was fairly impressed. I, I have some misgivings, which we shall get to. But uh, overall, I I was uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with this one. Uh, I like this selection of characters and figures more now that I have them than I did in person. I thought that there was going to be a fair few cells uh, for me in this way, but I wanted the builder figure. But now. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a couple that probably I will let go over time, but as figures, I, you know, I, I don't find any of them objectionable, um, and I can think of worse waves. Wow, that's like really <laughs> muted praise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like that, isn't it? You go, you know, it, it's it wouldn't have been my choice for a Spider-Man wave. But you know, it's really not offensive compared to some of the crap waves we've had. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I was thinking about when Eddie said in the intro that maybe Spider-Man extra figures come in volume only come you know secondary to Batman, and I think that the the Spider Verse certainly gives you more options for genuinely different characters as opposed to just lots of different, you know, artist versions of the same character um, with, with Batman. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. You know, and while some of these, and, you know, the same with the Monster Venom wave that I'm sure we'll review you know, eventually, while, you know, most of those figures are not ones that would be on my top 100 list, they are legit different characters. And so, yeah. you know, different comic characters that, so if you're a universe builder, they can kind of go, no, oh, okay, well, you know, that's one for the shelf. Mm. So, you know, that, that is a, that's a positive. Yeah, that's mm. fair. What about you, Eddie, when you sort of first saw the lineup, what was your initial uh, you, thoughts? You know, I'm easily pleased, Hasbro apologists. I, <laughs> I was very excited. Plus, they've uh, managed to fit in, and we might as well dive. We might as well dive straight in. They they were playing up to me. They they had me by the chutzpah uh, already <laughs> by including in this wave uh, Gwenpool, uh, who, as the name implies, is thematically tied to uh, my boy Deadpool, uh, as well as hitting on the uh, tie to Spider Gwen. Uh, as well, who was quite popular. So for those of you who might not know Gwenpool, she's a fairly recent character. She actually started off as a variant cover during Secret Wars when uh, uh, Spider-Gwen was at a height. They were doing all these different Spider-Gwen variants. And for the Deadpool book, they did Gwenpool and uh, Mm. proved to be such a popular cover that they ended up giving her uh, her own series. 
now she's technically not connected to Gwen Stacy or Deadpool at all. Uh, her background is she's a character who comes from a real world place like us. Uh, she was a comic book fan, uh, ends up waking up one day basically in the 616 Marvel Universe and her superpower is that she's got sort of outside knowledge. So she knows yes. Spider-Man's <laughs> Peter Parker. She you know, knows Norman Osborn's actually the Green Goblin and uh, not to trust him in deals or there was a really great episode where she was fighting a genie and the genie's like, you can't defeat me. And she's just like, no, I no, I can defeat you because you're just made up for this story. I've never seen you before. <laughs> so and I'm going to win this fight. Um, yeah. Just really sort of clever uh, way of handling the sort of Deadpool fourth wall uh, breaking uh, so she is interesting, but yeah, she also doesn't really have that connection that her name might imply to her. She's not uh, Gwen Stacy, a lot of uh, an alternate version, like a lot of people uh, do seem to think, even though she is tied um, to it by name. And obviously, it's where the character creation came from. But uh, I, I do quite like her. I think she's a fun uh, character, and I just really love her design so uh she really owns the pink and uh, mm -hmm. is taking that back on which is a big movement at the moment with the uh pinko generation uh, i love just you know Whoa, little cow stuff stop, stop. yeah what the who yeah the pinko <laughs> so if you like see someone down the street who's wearing like a pink jacket pink pants and has like pink dyed hair right it's like a they're gonna hate me for saying this but um for those that might not know like kind of a subset of the hipster an evolution out of the hipster genre there's a group of people who are reclaiming pink as ah. a strong powerful See, so uh, um where where i come from <laughs> pinko uh is a uh, derogative uh, implying that someone is a communist. <laughs> and that is, yeah, that is the kind of accepted uh, <laughs> definition. It's a, yeah. I'm sure you know there's people. Like, like, you know, you pinko commie? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. where I'm familiar with I, it from. I, I think I've heard Red on that 70s show say it, but <laughs> oh, no one down in the Brunswick a, area of Melbourne has... Such a baby human. How, how can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are all the, you know, the current trends. I'm just, I'm just uh, saying, uh, I didn't create this thing or put it... To... It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a rude word. That's what I mean. It's not just like a, you know... It's a... <laughs> but it's also what this group uh, identifies as. That's that's the one. I I can't change what hipster is. Hipster. That's just. I need you to sort this out. You need to tell them. <laughs> okay, I, I will. I will go down Fitzroy tomorrow with a mega speaker yeah. and start calling them all uh, communists and socialists, and <laughs> see how far. I don't know. No, sympathetic to communism doesn't necessarily imply yeah. that they're a communist. Okay, uh, but I I do quite like this figure itself. Getting back to the actual topic at Whatever. hand. Whatever. Fine. Uh, the you know having the multiple hands so you can do different selfie poses, uh, which is important because she does also come with her little smartphone. Uh, she's got probably one of the best holsters 
uh, with her penguin backpack. Uh, yes. <laughs> Just the same swords reused, but uh, it's just a really fun figure and easy to see why this is one of those standout ones of the waves that yeah. a lot of people yeah. see. Talk to about be. the character first. Like, while on one level it's you know obviously a bit derivative, um, I'm I'm all for any new female character that you know takes off and um, you know becomes something that brings different people um, into comics, and I think it, you know it's super. Fine. I'm, I'm kind of pleased to hear your uh, your story about how she came about, and um, you know, I I think that that is that's fun. You know, this is this kind of for me goes into the category of um, really cool toys I own of characters that I don't know or care about at all, um, but that I I like the toy. Um, it is super fun. The uh, the, the penguin backpack is just <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, this this character sort of came sort of hot on the heels of that that sort of rapid streak of um, you know uh, Spider Gwen, Silk, uh, and then you know Gwenpool, etc. So um, they all sort of started to blur together a, a little bit for me, and I didn't pay that much attention. Um, and then I read a couple of things with Gwenpool, and then I think I, what really sort of um, I guess convinced me that she was um, worth paying attention to was um, she had a, a bit of a guest spot in the champions uh, and it was actually really funny because the champions uh, is actually quite a good title made up of sort of you know young heroes trying to uh, make their way etc uh, and then she just comes along and basically derails them and, and like Eddie said she keeps making references to things because she knows um, stuff that they don't know etc and of course they all just think she's insane yeah, because <laughs> she comes across, you know, by saying all this wacky stuff. But you know, she's technically you know, more sane than anyone else. So, um, I actually took quite a liking to the character after that. And um, you know, as I've probably mentioned, you know, once maybe twice in the history of the show, um, I am a universe builder first and foremost. Wow. Any, no. yes, yeah, right. Any new character that I can put on the shelf uh, is a win. You know, obviously I have preferences. Um, but I'd take a new character over a redo sort of any day. So this figure is just fun. Like it's, it's you know, it's a great representation of the character. Um, I think the she's actually meant to be, you know, like a teenager. So um, I think the, the uh, Spider-Gwen buck works really, really well. So she's on that sort of small female buck. Um, but Aside from that, and, and obviously being spoiled by um, all the extras, I mean, you know, wow, six hands, two heads, uh, weapons, the phone, um, that's pretty darn impressive. Um, yeah. I was actually quite amazed at how much uh, tooling there was. Like I was looking at her shoes and she's wearing sneakers and I'm sort of going, well, you know, who, who, um, who else has sneakers? Are these new just for her? And then I'm looking at the greaves that she's wearing like the, the little sort of, um, you know, soccer shin pads that she's wearing over socks. And I'm going, oh, that lower leg, that that looks new. And then I was looking at her forearms and going, oh, hang on. So, um, yeah, I was actually pretty impressed at just how much effort they'd actually put into this figure because I feel like it's the MCU characters that seem to get all the tooling uh, budget. So, Can you see any potential yeah. reuses of these new pieces? Oh, I certainly think the the forearms, the way they've got the, um, uh, well, I guess I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a bit of a wrap with some things like a van brace of some kind. Uh, I think the sneakers will definitely get a reuse, and they've, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Colleen Wing in the new SDCC set has those feet, etc. Um, 
but uh, you know, I don't know that the penguin backpack uh, is going to see yeah. much reuse. So that's uh, that's actually pretty cool. I think those she, swords have been done to death. She also has some variants in her outfit too. She's dressed up and changed it around a little bit. So there is the potential to get this sort of repainted in a couple of different ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and of course, you know, we do get a builder figure piece, and it is a really long, pointy thing. <laughs> now, I, I actually, um, I, I got two of the. Uh, generally, I, I do like my multiple heads, and I'll often double up uh, on my purchases when there's multiple heads. But one thing I try to do when I'm trying to be good is I don't double up if it's just a change of expression it needs to be sort of a different head like unmasked or a different character or something like that uh but this was one i i couldn't help myself i brought two of these so i could have both heads <laughs> i took them to the counter where i purchased them excellent just checking um yeah. <laughs> i mean i i had to really stop and look at what was actually different about these heads um it's just the tongue popping out right like it's not yeah yeah, one's yeah, a I, selfie face, one's a... Yeah. It's better that, than that, a duck face or something. Oh, true. Yeah, that, but that to me was a bit of a, like, wow. Um, uh, the other thing, too, is that mobile phone, for me, is just a pre-lost accessory. Um, <laughs> you were the first person I thought of when I saw it. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, oh God, this won't, this won't last more than a minute in uh, Mr. Scotty's oh, I, household. I... I think I accidentally inhaled it. I was just taking it out of the package. You know, like. <laughs> now she's a, a fun figure, and uh, you know I can think of other characters I'd put ahead from the uh, the Spider-Man universe. But um, yeah, it's still a welcome one. Now, speaking of characters that you would potentially put ahead, would yeah. one of those be absolute fan favorite, heavily demanded Roman Hernandez, aka the Lasher? Oh, no, no, he's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's actually times where you might get a character. I I guess one thing I've come to realise is, uh, and you know, and I've grown as a collector, um, you know, is that we really are staring staring down the barrel of multiple generations of toy collectors now. Like, you know, I there's been generations of comic collectors for quite some time because comics have been around for so long, but we're now in an age where, you know, there's, there's dudes that weren't born when Marvel legends wave one, you know, hit the shops. Uh, and so I'm often blown away by just how much love there is for all things symbiote, um, from, you know, the Marvel universe and, and people just seem to love carnage who I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the love for Carnage. It's um, it's almost like it was just a joke character that took off for some reason. And often, when a, a you know a character comes out that I don't know that much about, um, I might actually go onto Wikipedia and have a read. But I find Lasher um, to fall into the category of I really just don't care enough to even fire up Wikipedia and and look him up like. Yes, he's a universe builder, and I'm happy to put him on my shelf, but I really don't care much beyond that. Um, but, you know, it's a symbiote, so people are going to go berserk. Yeah, this is an area. Now, 
symbiotes should be in my prime time of collecting comics and being a kid and having those early toy biz figures that were coming out and hitting and uh, I was there for the rise of them and how popular they were but it's it's one of those areas that even I who should be all about the symbiotes just I really struggle with them because I I can kind of appreciate Venom but and I, I get that they kind of made him into a good guy. So then you had Carnage come along to be the villain since uh, he was becoming more an anti-hero. But then it just got wacky and they were just every other miniseries spawning new symbiotes that were really just more of the same. Uh, so, like, this guy to me is just a green Carnage in a lot of ways. As a figure, I, I, I can kind of give credit that it's a you know a, a fairly cheap figure to make buckwise is just a kit bash of uh, all these different pieces so uh, i i can't imagine he took up a large amount of the tooling budget or even paint budget for the set uh he's basically just got some he's got some nice metallic washes uh, bright green and then the whites of the eyes and you know that's sort of it you're done for the day um, yeah. go home so at, at least that gives him I can see where they might be like okay we'll spend a bit of money over here on Gwenpool's new tooling and then uh, we can save it over here by this slot and this is a character we can do so uh, he's going to get it yeah he's actually going to be a pain in the ass to put on the shelf too with all these wacky tendrils going everywhere yeah. mm. is there a correct order by the way like I, I have each one actually has a different shape to it. So you, if you don't pay attention, you'll be trying to put a square peg in a round hole, like, you know, literally. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I, I was actually reading, uh, I mean, I still do read Amazing Spider-Man, but uh, I actually read Amazing Spider-Man 299 and 300, you know, when they actually came out. So I can still remember turning to that last page of 299 where Mary Jane thinks that Peter's come home um, and is expecting him to walk in and it's not Peter. Uh, and I can just remember being blown away and, and, you know, absolutely hanging out for Spider-Man 300 um, to see what was what. Uh, and, that you know, that was impressive stuff. But, you know, like all good things, um, if, uh, if it seems to be a bit of a hit, you've got to flog it to death. Um, and I thought, you know, Carnage was actually bad enough. Um, you know, you, really, when you introduce a character like that, so what's his deal? Oh, yeah, he's just a serial killer who gets a symbiote and he kills people. Yeah, okay, but, you know, what's what's his motivation? Yeah, he just kills people and, you know, we changed his colour. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've just drawn the Joker, but we're just going to make him a redhead. So <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so then, you know, I see these Venom books on the shelf where, all they've done is change the color palette and uh, yeah it's um again it's a universe builder great i'll, I'll put this dude with the rest of my uh, symbiotes on the spidey shelf but um i have a kind of you know zero attachment um but you know it seems like the the symbiote related characters are selling and selling well hence you know the second venom builder mm -hmm. figure and there's i mean there's a lot more yeah. that if we're going to get all of them, there's what there's phage and agony and all those other horror and 
dentist appointment and oh, you know, a car that's parked slightly over the line into the car post that makes now, near look, the post. That was actually not a bad issue. Okay, there. Yeah. Right. Well, it was mainly the Marcos Martin art, but yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, he's a hard one to add because he's just a kit batch. I don't really have too much more to. Is, no. is that, to him, is that that's part of his thing? Is he's, you know, he doesn't really have any accessories apart from the tendrils that you plug in. And are but, these yeah. re, like reused tendrils? Yeah, have they're from the yeah, Superior Venom. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. I think in the the promo images too, this guy originally had a very um, glossy look to the finish. But the figure in hand is almost like a so a weird matte metallic, um, which I don't think looks anywhere as good as the the glossy um, in the in the promo shots. Which I don't know, maybe there was a, a bit of a change there or something. But anyway, he comes with the lizard's head. Quite pretty. So the next figure though is another guy who's mainly green, but uh, it's safe to say that if people weren't that excited about the last guy this was definitely one of the main figures being talked and hunted down for the waves and it is the master of mystery mysterio okay I'm building up to a kermit reveal there any book back sorry Okay, this with, with is Eddie Brock. I love this figure. I love this figure. Yes, it's very nice. It's very nice. I, I was a bit sort of peeved to begin with. Um, you know, the usual sort of reasons. I had the Toy Biz one, and I was in no hurry to to now, sort of update. In, in let, let's let's. I, I I gotta ask on this one now. You've got the Toy Biz one, but because we weren't really reviewing when that Toy Biz one came out. It, well, it's our, a bit our grandparents sh- were, yeah. It, it, it's a bit of a shit figure. And then, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, a lot of those Toy Biz figures, I'm I'm not saying that they're, you know, fantastic figures and should never be replaced, but as, as I've said, you know, as a universe builder, um, my other Mysterio kind of sits on my Spider-Man shelf and I don't walk in and look at my Marvel Legends collection and go, man, sweet collection, except that friggin' Mysterio! So, so yeah, I I was happy. I actually never picked up that Toy Biz one just because he he was a bit shit. So <laughs> I I, uh, I see, this is kind of like getting a a new <laughs> character that I haven't got uh, yet because this this is very much the way I I like him. I now I, I, I it was a totally serviceable figure that old one, but you know it's I th- I'm always up for a. Improvement. Um, a non ship figure. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now, there are two, uh, vi- uh, well, there's one variant, one main one, um, but two styles of this figure. There's the green head and there's the clear white head. Which one did you guys get your hand on? Green. Wait, what? I'm confused. Like the head, so the head inside the bulb thing? Yeah, the head inside oh, yeah, the bulb. No. Yeah, mine's green. Yeah, I got green as well. So I, it, it's 
seems that the white one was a running change and is a lot rarer. I, I seem to find most people have the green. Um, but yeah, it's something I, I, I kind of want to track down because I think I prefer the white head uh, in the bulb than the green head. It just sort of, you can see it coming through a little bit, but I don't hate uh, the green head in there either. That's kind of a skull with some tentacles uh, running up through it. Why, why, why is there a running change? Well, I think it was meant to just be that white head on the inside, but there was a bit of a mix-up with the translucent plastic for the green on his uh, leg pieces. And I think they just used the same uh, sort of green colour and didn't get picked up till, uh later in the run. Got it. Mm. Got it. Mm. I love mm-hmm. the um, his uh, little accessory attachments too. Yeah. Yeah. Are they new? Yep, I'm they, pretty sure. They are, yeah. yeah. I can see them being reused with uh, assorted magic users in the future. Should they, you know, do people like, I don't know, maybe even Mephisto, we might get some red ones and yeah. orange ones. It, it's that kind I, of menacing magic. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one to sort of go to, but it actually kind of reminds me of old Playmates Ninja Turtles sculpting where you've just got all these, like, lizard pieces and spiders <laughs> and tendrils coming out of things and just kind of overly sculpted in a good way. There's just sort of yeah. these little Easter eggs hidden in. Yeah. What was actually really cool is, um, you know, a lot of people I see either reviewing this figure or taking photos in general um, have these either on Mysterio's lower legs, like on where his, um, his shins and that are, or around his outstretched arm. Um, and then I saw a couple of photos that a guy did where he had Mysterio standing there with his uh, his arms out as if he was, you know, doing the ooh and, you know, casting something. And uh, then they had um, Spidey down on his knees and he actually had the green things on, like, his arms and stuff. Uh, and I thought, yeah, that's, yeah, it was actually really clever. Like, I, I just thought, yeah, good, good on you. That was um I actually have to see if I can find that. And I thought, ah, see, that's uh, that's thinking outside the box. But once again, I think I think we're you know we're being spoiled with these accessories. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm starting to sort of get the, to that point now that when I do get my wave shipped to me and I'm taking them out of the box, I'm, I'm looking at them in the packaging, and you, you know, every now and then you get that one figure that just doesn't have much, and you just kind of go, ah, oh. yeah, and you, you feel kind of <laughs> ripped off a bit, and it's like, oh, I'm. I'm used to like six hands and two heads and a builder figure piece now. So he, he didn't give me anything. Mm. Or there's that one figure that has just that one little pistol. It's like a pistol, really. That's that's wow. the best you could do. Like I don't have yeah. any spare of those hanging around. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I assume, is a complete new buck. He's got sort of the quilted yeah. padding all up through the body. He's got those gauntlet pieces that I don't know who else you could use that for apart from use for the shocker uh you could use the padding part but not his gauntlet yeah um, oh yeah yeah but they pieces. just sit over the top don't they and they, they yeah just... they're add-on pieces yeah or they... are they mm. actually i don't know if they are do they look like they're glued on oh uh, it could be i'm not going to take mine apart to find yeah. out they <laughs> suffered one right. I, I think the cloak is uh is definitely new yeah, no, I think they are slide on because if you take his hand out, you can sort of see on, okay. on the inside, but they'd be glued in there to. Yeah. Have, yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. So I, I I think he's a big he's a big win for the wave. He's he's gonna yeah, gonna be a yeah. hard one to beat as we go through. Uh, next we have another man in green. It's uh, Hobie Brown, aka the Prowler. Great. Yay. <laughs> Snap. So this is definitely one guy who's been on my want list. Uh, I, I do uh, quite like the character of the Prowler. Uh, was disappointed recently he got his own ongoing, but unfortunately it was tied up in the clone conspiracy crossover and it just sort of died a very early death. But uh, he's one of those characters, and it's rare to say this particularly about Marvel these days, but he's just a very underused character that has a lot of potential uh, still to be tapped into, I think, for a, a future writer. So, uh, And they're characters that I really love getting on the, uh, and having on the shelf because they just sort of let my imagination run wild. And as a figure, I'm going to be honest, he's not really my favorite of the wave. He's got some things that I'm not like the cloak doesn't really seem to want to sit on him properly. And when you do have it plugged in the sort of, because it's the Moon Knight cloak uh, that we saw last year, but it sort of sits up a little bit on him. uh, So you get a bit of air gap between uh, kind of the hooded rim of it and where his mask sits. He's got his gauntlet gas gun pieces and they don't really seem to want to sit properly on him. Uh, no. on his arms or even the ones he has around uh, the boots of his legs. Uh, yeah, they're the ones I have some issues with. I, uh, I I can't get them to sit so that they're in line with the green of his pants. Yeah. Obviously, these yeah. they're probably meant to come to the top of his, um, you know, his boots and, and form the cuff, but I've got a like a couple of mil gap and they just – it's as if they won't go any higher. So, yeah. you know, I understand that Hasbro uh, are doing this and it's a, a money saver that they can um, produce these, you know, reusable pieces that they can just slide over um, forearms and, and shins and that, but um, it clearly hasn't worked well um, in this, I think – yeah, for for me, the the mask is the big win here. That sort of spawn style mask, mm. I th- I think they've captured it perfectly. But um, you know, again, you know, I mentioned before that uh, you know I've grown as a collector, and um, you know, you really have to accept these kinds of wins. I can remember when um, we got you know that whole wave or a couple of successive waves where we got people like um speed demon and boomerang and the female beetle and i was like you know yay we're getting some of those sort of classic characters and eddie went well yeah dude they're in like deadly foes of spider-man and i'm like what and he's like yeah there's like a title called deadly foes of spider-man that features all of these guys and so then you kind of realize that you know to actually get a classic character like the prowler um it's not because the guys at hasbro um you know, are, are fond of these, you know, 50-year-old characters. It's actually because um, the Prowler was quite prominent in the relaunched Amazing Spider-Man title. He was actually uh, filling in for Spider-Man so that Peter Parker and Spider-Man could actually be in sort of the vicinity and be seen in the same um, place. So he was donning the uh, the spider suit and, and leaping around um, to give Peter a bit of a, you know, uh, an excuse to... You know, whatever. Um, so yeah, he he was very prominent in that title, and so I imagine um, it's things like that that drive these kinds of choices. We're only getting the Prowler because he's currently appearing. 
uh, somewhere. So, you know, any chance of getting a um, Griffin anytime soon, I think, is uh, slim. I think he's fun. <laughs> he is. It's, it, yeah. it is good to finally get him. And, yes. Uh, we've got him and uh, it's a hit through. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to have him. I, I wish he might have been done slightly differently, but I'm not going to complain or look the gift horse too much uh, in the mouth. And and he's pretty classic looking too. Like it's it's not like a huge update like one of our upcoming characters. Now, of course, you must be speaking of Spider Man Noir, the <laughs> classic character who has been revamped a billion times. Here in New York, right? Uh, no, so uh, the next figure we are talking about is Spider Man Noir, who uh, is a fairly new character, about uh, 10 years old, 10, 11 years now, I think. Uh, but he's definitely one of the alternate versions of Spider Man that has had a very uh, big life, uh, particularly outside of comics. He only really got two miniseries and a one shot. Uh, in the printed world, but he appeared in a fairly big Spider-Man video game, Shattered Dimensions. He's turned up in a couple of the animated series. He's on all the like mobile app games and ones like that. It just seems like anytime they need an alternate version of Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, Noir has become a big go-to. And I can mm. kind of understand why. I think he's a fantastic uh, design uh, costume and it was actually something that had me thinking of recent that when they do these alternate uh, takes on Marvel, Spider Man is just that uh, brilliant go to character. So he, he tends to be the one that lasts the longest. So when you had 2099, uh, Spider Man's obviously the most iconic one out of that. When you think of the Ultimate Universe, I mean, Sp- Ultimate Spider-Man was easily the most successful series out of that that ran for years and uh, has had a lot of big impact there. Uh, when you have the M2 stuff, you've got Spider-Girl. So it's just sort of more of the same here uh, when it came to the Dewar, uh Marvel Universe. Uh, so this has been probably my most wanted out of a Spider-Man variant to get and i'm very happy with what we got here even though it is a bit of a kit bash there's pieces of star lord in here you've got pieces of red skull uh in here but it does all seem to work fairly nicely together and a great new head sculpt uh on top to boot <sighs> this trench coat man i know <laughs> they they have absolutely flogged this to death. Like, really? Is there anybody left in a trench coat who, who hasn't come out yet? Like, it's just, uh, wow. Surely the, it's had its day. Yeah. My, my biggest irritation here is the elbow joints on those arms are just horrible. They're, they're, yes. they're, they're just <laughs> awful. I can't believe that we keep seeing them like, because they're just so... Bad. <laughs> yeah, look at these like Grand Canyon style yes. gaps in between them. Like, yeah. <laughs> hello. It's oh, exactly like my arms. No, it's not. It's not like anyone's arms. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's obvious um, that this could be put together fairly easily. You know, it just it just reminds me of seeing sort of like that that Nick Fury that we got ages ago that they just keep modifying yeah. ever so slightly and and. 
you know, this but, bloody jacket that keeps coming out. Yeah, as Eddie, as Eddie said, though, they did at least gift us with a really nice new head sculpt. Yeah. Um, the there's a kind of a bit of a the 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 like not turtleneck, but you know what I mean, like high neck um, piece there. Um, but they are the finish on them is a bit different. So whereas the rest of the oh no, there's a little bit of matte on the trousers, I guess. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's there's a there's a bit too much gloss um, for my liking. Yeah, I think for some reason the way they produce the coat, there's kind of a lot of glue lines. Yeah. Um, you know, on the back of the coat, and it, you know, it's almost as if it needs a good sort of wash in some hot soapy water. Uh, I'm fine. Like I, you know, the the, the whole sort of um, spider burst thing that gave us all of the the variants. Uh, I'm fine with that. I think if they can pull it off. Um, as well as this, you know, I'll welcome any kind of addition yeah, to the the Spidey shelf. Um, you know, a bit annoying that that Hasbro still continue to do that irritating thing where, oh, you know, this guy has two guns, and so we'll give you one holster uh, yeah. to to put it in. Like it's like really, like you're just going to keep doing this. You're not going to splurge on that second holster, are you? And and just tool a a new holster. Like it's just. This ongoing thing that they just insist on doing, um, but you know, you know, I welcome this guy. He's not as much fun as the other um, Spider Verse character that we're going to talk about shortly. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that they've actually managed to um, get a few of these out. Uh, speaking of guns, I did mention this when we talked about the Deadpool wave, but I actually swapped. Uh, my guns with Paladin. So Paladin has the grey guns that came with Spider-Man Noir, and Noir has the more Luger-looking gold guns, which uh, I think sort of balance quite nicely against the black. But also, these Luger guns that came with Paladin actually fit perfectly into the holster that Mm. he has, whereas those grey guns really don't sort of fit that holster that he has here on the side um and they they just seem a little bit futuristic for a guy like in the comics he has revolvers uh so lugas are a little bit more time accurate yeah not perfect but yeah yeah no he's a fun figure well our next figure uh is a character who uh goes by the name hobie brown now, we kind of just talked about Hobie I'm Brown so with the Prowler. <laughs> uh, but Hobie Brown in another universe is Spider-Man Punk, which is uh, the other variant uh, from the Spider-Man universe that we have here. Uh, now, he is uh, a character from uh, the Spider-Verse series. He uh, was created for that series, uh, whereas a lot of them were coming out of different stories and that. Now, I'm not 100% sure on this. It might just be comic book urban legend, but I did hear the story that originally there was a mention in one of the scripts of Spider-Man UK, and an artist didn't realize that that meant uh, sort of Captain Britain Spider-Man. So he drew <laughs> Spider-Punk as like his version of a UK uh, Spider-Man. And, you know, in the 60s, it was Spider-Man was new, known as a uh, sort of pop culture youth 
uh, revolution figure and he sort of went with the British youth revolution version, which was punk music. And uh, he submitted this design and they were like, oh, well, no, it was actually meant to be this character, but that design's so good, we're just going to use it and uh, put it through. And that's where Spider-Man Punk came from. Oh, I still don't so like it. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. That, that's just where I, you know, I think my kind of. I'm like, yeah, I know that one can go. <laughs> I, I actually think he's a he's a fun figure. He's one of the ones that I yep. tend to pick up and play with him because he has like he's got a hand that has a guitar pick in it. He's got the hand that has you know playing a chord. He's got the sort of cross between the uh, metal horns and the Spider-Man thwip hand is just one you can get a couple of different rocking poses with him. How? Yeah, I mean, how good? I, I I've always, you know, as as someone who's been into uh, heavy metal since you know day dot, uh, I've always sort of been amused at how um, Spidey's thwipping uh, hand looks. You know, in action figure form, looks somewhat like the um, the devil horns. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, with this figure, you can legitimately get away with it and go, yes, yes, he, you know, I can finally get Spidey doing the devil's horns and, and not shooting web. It's, um, I, yeah, I just think it's uh, an, a lot of fun. And, you know, we talked about the Spider-Gwen tooling and, and how sort of, um, you know, we've got all those extra pieces that uh, look pretty um, pretty new. Um, you have to look at this and go, you know, this this dude is sculpted holding a guitar pick. You know, that's yeah. that, that's got to be new for this figure. I don't, and I don't know where they're going to get any reuse either. So, uh, yeah, un- unless um, they come out with Dazzler's support band or someone like that. But Ooh. Um, I, I just I just think this is a, a fun figure. I I did enjoy the storyline with all those variant um, Spider-Mans, and and you know, there's quite a few left that uh, I'd be interested to see if they can um, if they can actually you know get away with it but you know the 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 jacket um i'd love to think i looked at that jacket uh that he you know his sleeveless jacket and unfortunately he's got the um the spider logo as the back patch um on the jacket because the first thing i thought of when i saw the jacket was you know potentially seeing someone like a callisto um the the x-men villain or someone like that in the future um, obviously, you're not going to get too much reuse out of a Spider-Man mask with, you know, big sort of metal studs sticking out of it. But I don't know. This is just fun. I think the guitar is great. Um, a bit disappointed that the guitar doesn't have a bit more um, of a finish to it. You know, they've uh, they've slapped a little bit of paint on the, the volume knobs and the whammy bar. But really beyond that, it's, it's really quite dull. So I, I think, you know, if you do have the time and the patience, you could probably... Um, add a little bit of, uh, you know, um, depth to that guitar and get it looking uh, a bit fancier. Now, I, I've got to say, too, because I've seen a lot of reviewers uh, confused by this, but the NoFX uh, homage uh, cross pattern on the back of his jean jacket that has FSMN, uh, and people seem to have been really stumped uh, what this is a reference to, but it's friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, 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 there you uh, go. So those wondering. Simple as that. Yeah. I must have, I'm going to have to pop mine in some hot water and loosen up some 
um, joints because uh, I actually find that uh, I have a hard time getting this guy to stand smoothly. You know, I've got him sort of hunched over a little bit playing the guitar, which, of course, adds weight to the front as well, but he must have got a bit of a wobble up. He wants to keep sort of leaning back all the time. Um, yeah, my balance is fine. Yeah, same. Hmm, piffle. I am interested to see, just looking at his sneaker designs, there was a Spider-Man manga uh, character um, that uh, came out in the early 2000s that wore sneakers like these. Now, he was an overly stylized uh, character, uh, but you could do a sort of more uh, American art representation using these legs and then just having a bit of a regular spider body. Uh, up on the mm. top part. So whether or not those uh, shoes come back at all uh, will be interesting to see. And uh, last, uh, and we are about to argue and debate if it's least, uh, probably not because we had Lasher earlier, uh, <laughs> but we have the Spider-Woman modern outfit. Yeah, a totally serviceable um a figure of a version of a character that, like, you know, didn't need updating. I concur. Can we move on to the builder figure? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say I, when this was sort of shown off, there is a part of me that does really like the story by Dennis Hopeless, where she wears this. So as is often the case with me, I will admit, uh, depending on how much I like the comic story, it can affect my bias towards a figure uh where i am a bit disappointed though is one of the great things about that story is that she was pregnant at the time in this outfit uh and i actually would have probably been more interested to get the pregnant version of jessica uh in this outfit (laughs) than just uh this sort of regular uh version here but uh that's just me she does have removable sunglasses though uh, for the times that she's standing there without her kind of mask on, which is next to never, but you can do it if you want. Did she end up having the baby? Yeah. Chad mm, Porcupine ended up being the babysitter. Nanny. <laughs> As in the, the, the villain Porcupine. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I think, see, for me, this... Uh, this figure really comes not that long after we had the updated Spider-Woman, uh, you know, from that previous wave who certainly in my part of town uh, was a peg warmer. So the classic Spider-Man, which was a nice update because, um, you know, the previous Toy Biz Buck wasn't that good. Um, but she was a peg warmer and she hung around and hung around and I ended up picking up a couple really cheap just for uh, potential custom fodder because she was on that larger uh, female buck. And, you know, it's not like people have been clamoring for a Spider-Woman figure because, oh, my God, the last one we got was so long ago that there's just no way for me to get a Spider-Woman figure. And, you know, Again, this is being driven by what's currently happening in the comics. But my question is kind of like, who's been asking for it? It's like, okay, yeah, we got an updated costume, but people are getting updated costumes all the time. So who was sitting around the table and went, yeah, let's do another Spider-Woman in the updated costume because, <laughs> you know, the titles, you know, in the top 200 and I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just don't know who was asking for this, that's all. 
I I think for me it's mainly that she was a cheap option to do. Like it's uh, you've got sort of the chess piece. Mm. Potentially even the lower half of her looks like it's used because I don't remember that V being on a belt, whether that actually comes from another character or not. Um, so I, I think she might be in that lasher thing. It's like, okay, here's a bunch of pieces that we have. We've got maybe room for one little bit of tooling here, one bit of tooling here. What characters can we create? Yeah. Uh, type one to fill. Mm. Build a yeah. Build a figure. Build a figure. <laughs> I, I think Scotty wants us to move under the builder figure. Yeah. I've cracked his Da Vinci code. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, coming in at the very end, of course, we like to save these figures for last in our breakdowns. And because it's the opposite of breaking down, it's putting something together. It's the builder figure oh, of the wave. No. It's, it's Kurt Connors, the lizard. As a. Now. Elephant in the room here, I think when this wave, or at least this figure, was shown and announced, the thing that everyone was talking about is the dino head. Yeah. Yeah, it kept me awake at night. <laughs> it's, um, I, I actually don't think it's as bad in person as uh, the initial images sort of led uh to think but it is i i actually do as part of my work i I work with uh different types of lizards so it's um they're actually very friendly animals they they have personalities not fully but they 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 have personalities uh that remind me a little bit of sort of subdued dogs uh that sort of just like sleeping uh all day so i i have (laughs) I'm very warm-hearted to these cold-blooded creatures. So there is little touches, like he does have ears, uh, which is nice. Uh, Now, most lizards you're probably going to find more have the round iris eye, but there are uh, some exceptions that do have the slit eye. Uh, So I I am a bit forgiving of that. The sort of ridge along the nose isn't really... That lizardish, is, although you could argue it is getting into more of the, the crocodilian and alligator uh, areas, so there's other parts of reptile DNA uh, potentially in him. But you know, he he's never exactly been a scientifically accurate lizard. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so there is freedom license. I'm actually more disappointed by the tongue. I, I wish the tongue yeah. was movable. I'm not a big fan of that sort of ripping through and yeah. hanging out to the sort of the venom extreme. Well, well, see, I don't even like it with venom. I think it was stupid. I think the original, you know, McFarlane venom um, still wins the day in terms of, you know, just having that black suit separated with, you know, rows of sharp teeth, I think was menacing enough. And then Eric Larson came along and decided to add this stupid tongue that flung out everywhere for no particular reason. Um, and yeah, I, I agree, uh, you know, look, I'm not fussed at all about the whole lizard versus um, dinosaur thing. I mean, you know, sure, they all eventually came from birds. But, um, you know, so much of this figure just looks great. The the sheer size, I think, you know, in in recent years, they've certainly upped the ante 
with the lizard um, in the way he's been portrayed as being quite physically uh, menacing rather than just being sort of, you know, aggressive and with lots of sharp bits. Um, he, he's quite a big dude. And so this is a, a really nice improvement on that Toy Biz figure who uh, I have to confess I accidentally broke uh, my old lizard figure. And so he's been sitting on my workbench for probably about two years to fix a he, – he fell off um, a shelf and I broke his leg uh, and his tail. And so I've been meaning to fix him for so long and I just couldn't be bothered. And so when this came along, it's like, sorry, mate, you've officially been retired. Um, so, yeah, for me, the, the, the tongue's just, you know, it, and it's not just the fact that it looks awkward because it's so long. I, I think, too, there's a, you know, it must be some weight to it because I find with mine, um, you know, I barely even have to touch that lower jaw and then it just hangs open. Um, you know, it, it, there's no sort of tightness in keeping his mouth closed uh, at all. So, um, yeah, look, that's fine. And the other thing is, I, I'm still not, I'm still not sure whether I'm cool with a tail or not. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to think. My my jaw actually stays in quite firmly itself. Hmm. So, how rude. Hopefully, isn't something that's a thing across the line. It might just yeah, be one that you. Mine's firm too. It's. Hmm. Look, I, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't, I have, it, it's an interpretation, right? I, look, I, I do think it's, uh, obviously there's some license there. It doesn't, I, I don't find it objectionable. I mean, the tongue is silly. Um, it's just silly. Um, <laughs> but to jump to the tail, though, I, I do agree. The tail is, uh, to me, the most disappointing part of the figure just because it's, it's just an odd way, like, yeah. You could have just had a, a long tail and it be aesthetically pleasing or you've put articulation in, but it's just at weird points, so it never really looks natural yeah. Yeah. unless he's got a broken tail for some reason. It doesn't... Do you, do you think this is perhaps their way of, of kind of updating that classic, you know, we'll, we'll make the tail out of a, a rubbery material and, and stick some wire down there and in 10 years' time it'll have all kind of fallen apart because it's um you know deteriorated and and this is kind of the next phase i mean you know i don't mind the concept of the articulated tail i just feel like there should have been you know another two or three points um Mm. to make it worthwhile and even then you could say use the scales to ball joint it and sort of hide them in Mm. a little bit but because it's more the actual swivel line itself that is distracting than uh, the yeah. actual connections swivel uh, in there. So, yeah, whether that would have been a better way of doing it and then that would sort of more naturally as it would go with vertebrae in a tail uh, for movement, whereas just having these straight right angles just doesn't yeah. doesn't look right. Yeah, like it's um, – I mean, the figure itself, you know, the sculpting is sensational. The, the torn clothing, you know, the scales uh, are just working really, really well. Um, there's a lot of beautiful detail in, in the way it's done, but I also find the bottom of his neck to be really weird. Like if you look at the top of his chest where the neck goes down, there's this absolutely enormous gap, um, you know, on on mine. It just yeah, it's can be distracting when that lower jaw's not open. It it is. Uh, luckily on mine, I tend to find it's a bit hidden in shadow in there, so it's not really yeah. unless you've got him uh, up in the light that that's. Uh, look sort of stands out and i mean the actual sculpt work of the scales and that around his body and on his legs and the dangling pit of 
um, sort of torn cloth of his lab coat and purple pants. I, I think that's part of the area where the figure really shines is on the body. Yeah. And and why did everybody go berserk and feel the need to hack, a, hack his knees apart? Uh, I, I thought that was a bit sort of peculiar that people went, oh, yeah, there's not a lot of movement in those knees. I'm going to take a, a sharp knife to it and make my own articulation. Uh, it's just some people mm-hmm. just want to see the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he says those people... Fine. Yeah, I don't mind him hunched over. Um, For those people not reading uh, the new Amazing Spider-Man title, um, the lizard features quite prominently uh, in that. So maybe you know Hasbro had a bit of a foresight that this character was getting a bit more, uh, yeah, airtime. It is very much this sort of more kind of dino-ish head design that's appearing in the book too, which is yeah. So it's it's a fairly modern. Uh, which I do wonder, maybe it's a style glide that uh, Marvel's released uh, recently because this figure would have been in production long before that series did, whether um, uh, Ryan Otley maybe is a fan of Marvel Legends, so he took inspiration uh, from the toy for while he was drawing. Mm. Uh, that don't uh, don't know. But I the one thing I had, uh, I was wondering about this figure, and I'm not too sure how much you would actually be able to use, but I would have thought for sure, um, say like the lab coat would have stopped earlier up his arm. So you could get reuses of the lower arms and lower legs and that for a Stegron figure, Mm, uh, which you might still be able to, but then when I think, Oh, well the neck you would need, uh, fins coming out of, so maybe you could use that and would be a different head and maybe you could use the hands and the feet, but, there's mm. not too much else you could really use uh, on it, which I'm, I'm sort of shocked that there wasn't uh, more uh, sort of freedom given for reuse. Yeah. I do wonder if they do that occasionally. You know, once a figure's out, they go, oh, if only we'd done X, then that would have given us Y. Uh, oh, well, maybe yeah, next yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I've still got my Stegron, you know, in my – my collection from that series uh, way, way back in the day, the vault or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, you know, I, I do like how um, Hasbro are, are sort of committing to, to giving us some pretty sort of hefty upgrades to these characters. I mean, if you think about, you know, the Sandman and the Rhino, um, you know, we originally got those as just part of the, um, the Toy Biz Spider-Man line, and, and they were fine for what they were, but things like the Sandman Builder figure is is just a piece of art. Like, it really is fantastic. So, you know, following that up with um, things like the Lizard and, and obviously the Kingpin is coming, um, you know, it's 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 fun. It's, you know, I, I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there's this much effort going into some of these classic characters. And I, I would, it sort of goes back to what I said at the beginning of this segment, but... I'm finding that on my modern Hasbro Marvel Legends shelf, like my top shelf is the Spider Universe shelf because uh, while you might get different versions of Spidey, he's the sort of thematic uh, wave theme of Marvel Legends that's getting the most spread character love, particularly with the villains. Like out of all the Marvel Legends, uh, the Spidey rogues are easily 
uh, the best assortment that are appearing out there. Now, partly that's because Spider-Man has the best collection of villains uh, in the Marvel uh, universe, but um, it's really coming along. There's not too many iconic ones that Hasbro's left to do. I think Scorpion's the only one that's really coming to mind out of the iconic. Am I missing anyone? Uh, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the, the whole Sinister Six. Um, uh, what, it, um, it's nice that we're getting these dudes, but, uh, yeah, I really want to see some some other figures done. I mean, we're, we're duplicating and triplicating a lot of them now, and, yes, it's great. And, yeah, they announced that friggin' Red Goblin um, <laughs> at, at San Diego, and I just went, really? You know, really? I just, I just want to get Puma, you know? Can we, can we get him the in spot. there somewhere? Well, I'd, I'd take the spot. I'd take slide. I'd t- uh, you know, I'll take anyone who's new. Uh, um, Will and so, well, I actually you can't believe Will that Mister Negative. I would have thought, you know, that on that suit buck, Mister Negative would be dead easy. He's he's coming. You, I, I bet you. I'm going to put this down. It's this is an Eddie prediction. Uh, <laughs> we are going to have a Mister Negative uh, within the next. It will be revealed within the next calendar year. So yeah. uh, August uh, 2019, we will have yeah. seen uh, Mr. Negative because <laughs> he, he's in that Sony game that's coming out soon. So he's yeah. going to go from a character that comic readers know to one of the Spider-Man villains that everyone uh, knows, yeah. knows very shortly. Yeah. So he's, he's coming. He's going to be a mm-hmm. uh, one that hits through, but, a will o wisp is one that I don't know if I'll ever get to still because yeah. he's a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mind. And I mean I think too there seems to be that that scope in every wave to have that um that spidey supporting character that's kind of a bit on the edge in terms of not quite a villain, not quite a hero. Like, you know, the prowler is has kind of redeemed himself a bit and you know, we had Paladin um, and you know, Silver Sable is coming, and I think you know, there's probably scope to eventually add oh. uh, Solo. Uh, you know, so, who was yeah. who was the terrible slot one? What was that? It was like the Wraith or something. It was uh, around an anti-venom. It was like this horrible purple one with all these like ribbons coming off. It was just it was one of the worst modern costume designs <laughs> recently. <laughs> Yeah. That's one I, I would be happy to skip Hasbro. Yeah. If you I think, he, yeah. And, I mean, look, in, in future waves, I think the girls have still got a pretty good um, chance of being out there because, um, you know, there's Jackpot, um, yeah, White Rabbit, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we're going to get an Aunt May anytime soon. but I want an Aunt May. Give me an Aunt May. Like, I want proper 90-year-old wheat cake Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, with the I'd- bun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool now. Yeah. No, no. What about mm-hmm. like Uncle Ben figure? Oh. <laughs> no. Swappable head sculpts after. Oh come yeah. on. Okay. Okay. Like leading yeah. stomach wound. I think we may have um, done this. <laughs> we're done. We're, we're running out. We're we're drifting. Uh, so <laughs> with those wise words of Scotty, as we begin to. <laughs> drift into hysteria we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back with some uh, some feedback 
If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. And now we've actually got some feedback here. Scotty has dived into our email bag and he has pulled something out and Ben's going to read it for us. So over to you, Ben. I am indeed. And this one comes to us from Bo Patton. And uh, Bo says, hi, guys. I'm one of those people who have gone back to the very beginning and worked my way through all of the episodes. And while I'm not 100% caught up, less than 20 to go, hey, Bo is going to be hearing this in the future. Ooh, coming to you from the future. Awesome. Um, He says, I figured that if this hasn't been brought back up thus far, that it probably won't be in the next handful of episodes either. I was just curious about whatever happened with Scott's commission of the Monica Rambo digital sculpt file. Did it ever come to fruition or was it more cost prohibitive than what prohibitive um, than what it would have been worth? Inquiring minds want to know. Another point I'd like to hear your opinions on is the price of Mezco figures. I'm personally a fanboy of the line and think they are definitely worth the price of admission, but I've heard some hosts of the podcast as well as other people on forums and such say that they will not spend or don't like the idea of spending $80 to $100 on a six-inch action figure. Why is it acceptable to pay $200 or more for a hot toy or some statues that are typically 12 inches tall with less articulation and usually fewer accessories? By the logic above, you should spend no more than $160, right? Anyways, love the show, but want more articulated news. Thanks, Bo Patton. Scotty, Monica Rambeau. So this is really bizarre because Ben, I think it was just last week he asked me about that, didn't you? Like, yeah, I did, yes. Like, crazy. So um, I did start on a process of getting a digital sculpt um, done uh, from a uh, a a sculptor who has done some bow and stuff etc um of Monica Rambo and the the thread got lost somewhere like I was paying in installments and uh for kind of pieces to be done and I think he got super busy and we uh lost track of each other and also because of where he was located at the time actually getting money to him was not super easy um so i did uh kind of lose track of that and subsequently um you know have changed focus etc but it is still something that i have thought about getting back to um more for the experience of getting something digitally printed Mm. than anything Mm. so i feel like having been asked about it twice in the last fortnight that perhaps it's time to uh Revisit that project. So watch this <laughs> space. Watch this space. Certainly, since you have the option of printing at whatever scale you like, too. I know. I know. Well, I think um, you know that the 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 access to 
that that sort of printing has become a lot easier than a few years ago when I was looking into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I definitely, I've still got the, um, I've, I've got all the, the details of the, the dude. So I'll, you know, I'm kind of hit him up again and see where he's at. Um, hmm. yeah. So thanks Bo. Nice. And, and also, um, anybody that goes back to the beginning and, um, sticks with it, um, greatly appreciated. Thank you for that too. Mm. Uh, and as mm. for Mezco, mm. yeah, I, I do you mind if I jump in on it. this one because I I can't remember if I ever complained about the Mezco one twelves in relation to their price. I know particularly in their earlier reveals of like Flash and Captain America, I was one of the few that was more on the negative side uh, of them. I. I and it was just more personal aesthetic thing. I, I wasn't a big fan of how they looked. Now that said, since then, I think they have uh, stepped up their game and uh, obviously gotten more used to dealing with the medium and uh, well, they've been making figures for years, but doing this style of figure, which was uh, fairly new at the time, uh, they've just come leaps and bounds and uh, gotten better. Uh, so if I was one of the ones, if I ever critiqued them on price, uh, but here in Australia, they're actually fairly good price-wise. Like They're not much more than 100 after price conversion here in Australian dollars. So in terms of value for dollar, uh, they hold up fairly well here because uh, uh, Hot Toy is going to look at more towards the 400 mark here in Australia. So picking up a Metzko for sort of that 130, I think, so on sort of average now uh, is even sort of better comparably here uh, to the Hot Toys. But uh, how do you guys find them? You pick them up more than I do. Yeah, Scotty's certainly got a lot more uh, than I have. I... I only sort of look at the Mezco 112 Collective from the point of view of what can I supplement my Marvel Legends with. Uh, I'm not interested in starting a whole new line. Um, you know, I'm very interested in picking up um, the Popeye figure. I want to support that because um, I'm, I'm hoping it'll lead to other licenses like the, um, you know, the pulp characters. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, I've got the Punisher and, and one that I'm actually really keen on um, that I've pre-ordered is the, the classic Iron Man. Um, to put mm. in my Marvel Legends, you know, Avengers display. I, I hope that, you know, being on that ever so slightly larger side, um, it, it will actually look like a guy wearing, you know, that that suit of armor. So, um, you know, I've been toying with the idea of pre-ordering Blade and I, I keep forgetting to pick up the old man Logan, uh, et cetera. So, you know, I, I was actually quite impressed when my Punisher, who was my first one, turned up. Um, I, I can actually feel it in the quality. Uh, particularly, you know, in the joints when you're actually moving the figure, you know, it feels like you're moving a, a really solid figure with metal joints. Like it's, um, yeah, it's it's very different to sort of that cheapness that you get with the, the Marvel Legends. So, yeah, I, I, I'm supportive. I, you know, I won't be getting them all, but um, the price won't put me off. Uh, I love the anything innovative um, and I think that something – you know, that uh, it's not like no one's ever done that scale and that type of figure before, but to th the scope of licenses that they have been covering is interesting to me. Like I have, after going a little bit crazy, I have now, I'm just focusing on the DC characters because 
you know the price point is you know, they're not they're not legends. Um, interestingly, like for the most part, they uh, I, I don't think that um, they are crazy prices on the secondary market. Um, you know, like the, you'll get the odd lock exclusives and things that do go up in price, but most of them, um, at least here in Australia, like if you decided, oh, I want to go back and pick up um, something or other, you're not going to be paying like insane prices um, for it. The uh, I, I think you know the one thing that has been a little bit of a question mark for me is just the delays in release, etc. They they announced a lot no. of figures um, at, in at, with it, at, but they do seem to have uh, picked up the pace um, a bit. I've got the Batman Ascending Knight um, figure, and that came out more on schedule than some of the others. Um, I haven't, th- there was, there's a previous exclusive black Adam that, um, is that I, I really need to pick up, um, uh, before it goes crazy. Um, that's, I think the only DC one that's out that I don't have, um, at the moment, but, um, you know, y- your mileage may vary. Mm. Mm. And it, mm. it's one thing, um, and sorry again, international listeners, uh, this is more of an Australian thing, uh, but I actually noticed we had a big change here where uh, we had a, the new tax uh, came in on international purchases that we've uh, already talked about on the show, but uh, Amazon basically said, oh, okay, guys in Australia, you have to shop uh, pretty much exclusively with Amazon.com.au uh, because of this new tax system to get it through, and that uh, wasn't exactly <laughs> something that uh, a lot of toy fans were happy with because the uh, Amazon AU has been pretty terrible uh, with toys, uh, <laughs> to say that mm. at least the collector toys uh, that we like to talk about on this show. But uh, in fairness to them, they're not there yet but they have been getting better with what they've put on uh the au amazon and i noticed just a night or two ago they've actually starting to put a lot of these metsco figures uh up on there and they're not too shabbily priced like i think that ascending batman one was about 110 dollars shipped uh from amazon au and there, there seem to be a, quite a few other uh, fairly reasonable prices on them. So if you are in Australia and there are ones that you are looking to track down, that, that might be an untapped option. So don't give that a look. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. Thank you very much for that um, great email, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it when you listen to it in six months' time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if that's it, we don't have any more uh, feedback. Uh, now, before we finish off, uh, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions uh, on future emails, just like Bose was, uh, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out on the show. But uh, for today, if uh, there's nothing else to add, uh, Scotty, Ben, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good journey. Good night, notes. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. 
Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 